Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning, Todd, and welcome to the Volley Pod. Thank you, Davis. <laughs> it's always great to get back and talk a little volleyball with you. And uh, it's an exciting time of year. Colleges are going at it. Yeah. We have the uh, uh, NCAA is going on, and I've been in front of. Uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV except for now. Oh man, when so many the matches good games. are going on. There's been some fun ones, and we're getting ready to head out to Omaha. So stoked! Oh, I'm it's getting be ready. Great. Who's going to be there? Who are you choosing? Who, who, who do you? What do you want to see? I always I'm, I root for Stanford. I'm a Stanford fan. I don't know. Stanford if USD is going to come up. Hopefully, are you going to are you going to be a traitor? Oh man, I've done more camps at Stanford than I have at USD. But Whoa. I love Jennifer. I love the uh, USD. This is probably a historic season. Historic for them. season. You, I would you love gotta, to see you them get on some blue and get out of that red. <laughs> if they get it, but hey, you know. Hey, Stanford. USD has Kentucky first, and That's Skinner is, he does a good job. He does a good job. So, so USD has games, their work cut out. So many good teams. No, it's fun. It's fun. I, it's tough. And fun. we'll be out there. We're thrilled. And we're doing a pod out there. And we're doing, and we're doing actually a presentation. Though. Yes. We're doing our presentation is, uh, for those people that don't know, uh, our presentation is going to be highlights from the Volleypod. So we're going through all of our 30 some odd episodes yep. and we're choosing our favorite little nuggets right. to share. And, and gonna we're going to so share like 70 of them yep. in 50 minutes. Yep. And we're going to hit up as many of the other uh, sessions as we can and talk about that. Well, we're going to do that right. And that's going to be super fun. Gonna, yeah, yeah. So I'm stoked. I'm going to learn a lot. We're going to get to talk a little bit and enjoy the environment i'm so stoked yeah what a be great time of year it'll be fun so what do we have going today we have uh, episode today you have a skill what's the skill the skill is making practice better for players and i put that for players in there on purpose it's how to have more fun intention and joy in practice okay the joy in practice and uh for the scenario uh it is the why uh, the why what and how of statistics we haven't talked about stats Yes. There's 30 episodes we haven't talked about stats yet. Yes, so that's talk good. About yeah, let's talk about it. Cool. Okay, well, let's ready get to roll. We're ready to rock and yes, roll. Yes, absolutely. Go. I am let's ready to roll. It. So Joy in practice. Yes, bringing so joy. My players might come in and go, Davis, it's good that you're talking to Todd about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think there's all this emphasis on making your teams um, better as far as more competitive, right? Yep. But – I'm thinking of this in a different way. I'm thinking of this as as far as we know that kids quit athletics because they don't have fun. 
That's yep. one of the main reasons. Yep. And we need to, as coaches, be aware of that and instill fun in every practice we have. Right. I think there is, I don't want to, you know, ran on your parade here and jump in a little too early because you'll probably get into this. But I think, you know, some of my old school thinking, hey, it's fun to win. I'm going to push them to win. And then that's going to be fun. And so that's my rationale for sucking the joy out of practice. <laughs> right. And I think that's a lot of coaches. They think in that, in that terms. And I think that is true. Right. I mean, to a degree, there, there's this phrase, but, winning you know, cures everything, but, but it's know, not exactly have all true. this time in practice. We got to find ways to make it enjoyable. Absolutely. And even if you win that year, will they continue on? Like my best friend, Sean, just says, look, I'd rather not lose a kid than be slightly better. And I think that's what's happening right. a little bit. Yeah, too that's often. It. Sean, I, I've got to give the guy some credit. He, he, Narrowed it down. He's and got, got some nuggets. Essence. He's got some nuggets. That's pretty Sean good. Thomas, I, yes. I take back some of what I said about it. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So the first thing that uh, I'm going to talk about is sort of the tone of the coach, right? So a lot of people don't realize the uh, how much the coach matters to these players, even though they play it off like it doesn't. Oh, right. They don't want to seem like it does because oh. they want to be cool. Tone. Right, but tone, Davis. Tone you're starting with tone. Matters, you're right? just stabbing me in the heart right here, Davis. You should be like at two brute. Well, tone. You start with that. Well, and so. I'm getting that. You talked to my players. Well, I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> well, I'm talking about it because I've been bad at it in the past. In fact, okay. there, here's the story, and this is set up for this one. I called out to one of my players. I thought it was calling out. Right. <laughs> she looks over me like a deer in headlights, startled in fear. And I just said, put two blockers up, you know, I just wanted her to look at me, but my tone clearly was making her scared. You yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, we don't have that sort of relationship yet where she knew that I was just yelling to her and not right. at her, but it doesn't even matter if I was yelling at her, if it sounds like it. And I'm realizing this with my baby now, I could be oh. saying the meanest stuff oh. and I'm like, you're a poopy diaper. <laughs> you know, if I'm saying it nice, she's, you know, thinking it's nice. Yeah. Right. So here's the deal. Coaches need to monitor their tone. It is absolutely their responsibility to do that. Yeah. I, and, I think that's a great place to start because it is, you know, I walk around practices and, you know, the tone is just, the kids, they're experts at tone detection. They have teachers <laughs> yes. all day. Mm -hmm. They pick up everything. We don't think they do, but no, they get every little nuance of your tone. They got it. Absolutely. And sarcasm can play the wrong way too quickly. Yep. And so even the tone, the tone of sarcasm can backfire on coaches. And I see some coaches, well, I'm just a sarcastic person. And that is true, but we want to be the best versions of ourselves, right? You gotta be careful. You gotta be, you careful. Gotta be careful. And right. that might work, you know, after a couple months of the season, kids get to know you and they know that that's part of you, but you can't risk that early. Exactly. And like you said, you get to know who you can be like that with. And right. Now th that sort of leads us into body language, right? And body language is tough, has been a tough one for me because I tend to stand with my arms crossed and hunched over, you know, and just right. with a stare, you know, right. and uh, I'll, I'm pacing, you know, pacing <laughs> the sidelines like a, like a, I don't know, like a wolf you know, <laughs> that hasn't eaten for a few weeks. And it's like, 
I've just seen like I'm nervous, yeah. you know, and I'm loving every second of it, but I've been trying to like stand with my hands behind my back or just, with yeah, my chest I do that. I, I'm a hands behind the back guy. Now I'm not a crossing arms guy when I coach in games and in practice, I'm a little more, I try to have stuff in my hands and yes, that helps me a little a bit. One. So I don't cross. So if I have, you know, the, the timer or, some, or something, I'm holding my practice plan or I'm holding a little remote for the, you know, if there's a timer, whatever I'm doing, something in my hands, yes. you know, so I like that. That's good. I, body language is big. Yeah, is big. Eye contact is, is same thing, right? If they're not, if you're kind of talking to someone and maybe looking away, they may not even know you're talking yep. to them, especially in our noisy gym. So basically just being responsible for the, what I'm presenting to the team, right? It may not even be what I am, but I have to be responsible for what I'm presenting to the team. Okay. Right. So the next is rewards. Like, I don't think we use rewards in practice often enough. And especially with, we're talking about coaching younger players, right? I coach 16 year olds. They, and they're 15 mostly. They, silly stuff is still a, really a reward to them. So it's like, what silly stuff are you talking about? So doing a silly movement, like, okay, you have to TikTok dance for, you know, 20 seconds, a, a dance that you know, or you have to do the worm <laughs> or, you know, you have to do the wave or whatever, you know, um, something to where they think it's a little bit corny, right? You know, we're all, we're quick to make them run, right? But are we quick to just say, Hey, winning team gets this. Right. And I would say with younger teams, that's to extend on the reward, um, point, Stuff like candy, like you win one Jolly Rancher if well, you win the, this game. Well, the funny thing that I, you might have this, hopefully I'm not jumping in on you, is that uh, can you have some element of surprise in your practice? I like that. Yeah. So they don't know what's coming. That's cool. So if you go, oh, you win the drill, well, okay, losers, come here, bow down. What? <laughs> no, bow down to the winners and say, we are not worthy. You got to say it three That's times. Right. Go. Right. And then the winners are going, oh, this is great. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But they're surprised. You don't yes. do it every time. But exactly. if you can do things that are novel, yes. that make kids laugh, yes. and that can you laugh during practice? Yeah, absolutely. And doing things novel. And I like that. So, and I will even say meet in different places on the court. Right. And so there, as far as attention, that's something too, but you, you want to break up the monotony, right? Once again, Hey, you're hitting this ball around and can you make it, how do you spice it up Yes, and to, to spread the love? You got to yes, do it. Absolutely. So one of the other ones that I'll use often is when we're into rep where I'm not providing a lot of feedback, just let them play music. You know, let them play some music. They love it. I'm not a huge fan of it because I want them to hear me usually. But the reality is my words are not probably as important as them having fun sometimes. Interesting. So you want know. to hear my music thing? Sure. I'm on my high school team now when they don't put music on. Like the first kid in the gym has got to put music on. Oh, okay, cool. Because I want that transition from school. Yeah, to come in I like that. And so there's music going on when they come in the gym. It's a shift. Yes. And hey, it's a learning environment. And as soon as we start teaching, the music goes down. Right. But the vibe when they come in yes. is, hey, how many, you don't go in and start dancing in the middle of your math class because right. it's still music. <laughs> but you can do that in volleyball practice That's when you right. come in with your best friend. And so once again, like spreading that, that joy. Yes. So and I like it. The vibe, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, there's so many other ones that we could go with, but I'm going to wrap up my little portion here by saying that 
another one you could do is reward them with your well catch them doing it right i guess it's not exactly a reward it kind of is a reward no it's a reward yeah it is a reward it's a, it's yeah. a reward it's yeah. just a different type of reward it's not yeah. tangible right but it might be better than a jolly rancher yeah, absolutely for a lot and, of kids. and catch them doing it right and withhold the comments when it's a, a no shit situation right and i used and i'm bad at this still they're like too tight so they're like they know it's too tight right. it was right on the block you know right. so you know i think that's that's another one and then finally make the team a little bit responsible for this and have them share with either you or with the others something new often throughout your practice uh, right so you know we want to become friends a lot of people say hey you don't have to be good friends you don't have to be good friends but it'd be great it's more and fun when it's it more is. fun it's yeah. more fun and it's easier to be friends when you get up to know a little bit and if the coach can create some little situations and i mean they can be so short if these ones really take no time at all basically right yeah. turn to me and tell me the furthest you've been from here you yeah. know or what whatever i love these little things and they create a little co uh, space for connection i call it yeah yeah so that's the space for connection yeah. I love it. so that's the uh, that's the skill what do you got yeah, do you have I any on this oh my god so many I, fun I, ones right i work on this all the time davis because you know i'm an old style i'm an old man coaching and you know i'm i've had to you know i've had to learn some new tricks and try to spread the joy and so i'm all i'm always working on this you know i mean i'm working on this all the time and i think the idea that i used to you know a kid would make an error and i would you know the first time they made it i would jump on it and go, oh this was an error let me show you how to do it and now i'm saying don't say anything. Can you catch somebody doing it right? Yes. Bring that person over and go, hey, everybody, look at Davis. See how he does this? Let's copy Davis. Yes, mom. And so then all of a sudden now, I'm giving the same feedback. I'm still correcting them. But now I'm saying, hey, one of my players feels great about it. And then as soon as somebody else, I'm like, Davis, you got some pals now. Yes. They're doing what you did. And yes. so now all of a sudden, you know, it's just this, there's just ways to do it that are so much better than what I used to do. Yeah. And I would add really quickly, I, I'm sorry, I, I passed it back to you, but I'll take it back real quick. But most of these kids, not most, many of the kids' self-esteem or self-talk is terrible. They're good teammates bad to themselves and so we got to keep that in mind yep. as we're as we're training because they're so sensitive to critical comments yeah well i think and you know we not, have a lot of kids yeah. i mean you know volleyball you know both of us coach you know young girls in volleyball and uh a lot of them are very good students and you know there's a perfectionist mindset to them and mm -hmm. and that's the great thing about volleyball is hey you're gonna make a bunch of errors yep. and when i talk to parents about them hey uh, it's a great sport for your daughter because we're fighting gravity and we're going to lose. You know, she's going to make mistakes and the ref's going to blow the whistle and we're going to look at her. Yes. And you got to deal with that. And that's why we have a group hug. Yeah. So that's it. You know. Yes. And then real quick, fail forward, right? Yeah. Fail forward, just fall forward. <laughs> I'll, you know? I'll, I'll, I'll throw one more yeah. thing out. And that is my kind of maniacal focus on the huddle. Oh, I like this one. This is and good. Hey, if yeah. you're spreading the joy, then when you're playing in practice, get in the huddle every time. Yes. And that should, at the beginning of the season especially, yes, that should point. be a, you know, I think that keeps your momentum. And when you're losing and you go and every, you're saying, hey, 
I don't care about the mistake. Sprint to the huddle, make eye contact with your like teammates, yes. and then get back out. No matter what. Very cool. So that's cool. Good. Good. I love the topic. Right on. Right on. Great topic. Very cool. So what's the scenario? Scenario. Yes. The why, what, and how of statistics. Oh yes. First of Great all, topic. why? Okay. Simple objective feedback for players. And you mentioned this before, I think, maybe last time when you were talking about, hey, you were looking at your, you know, uh, outside hitters and you were saying, hey, there's two stats we look at when we evaluate. We look at your, you know, passing and we look at your attacking efficiency. And so giving them some, and hey, our, a lot of our kids are great conscious. When I put stats up on the board, I want to say a word. They go up and they're glued to them. Right. You know, they want to right. see him. Yeah. So they want that. Yes. So uh, secondly, uh, for us coaches, that we have some data that we can use to make better decisions. Okay. And that might be in-game, might be in-game decisions where all of a sudden, you know, DJ keeps a lot of stats for me. You know, my buddy DJ, who's the stat master, and he'll say, hey, look at this, you know, and he'll go, hey, we've only set the middle like two times right oh i didn't realize because i was looking at other stuff and i got and so uh knowing getting that and then secondly for coaches is the idea of practice design hey having staffs to go oh we're weak in this area we have to practice this right so uh they're important yes um, i will put one caveat in there and this is another uh famous dj quote he says nothing lies like a statistic and he Ooh. stole that from somebody yes and we talk about something that you know like uh attacking efficiency which seems so simple it's like hey kills minus errors over total attacks that seems like hey it's black and white right but and we've talked i think about this before you know if you have uh you know three kills and you know if we have if we have two hitters with three kills and no errors uh, and seven in play, that's three out of 10. They're, they're both hitting 300. But if one of them hits the other seven balls to the libero and the other team passes to the setter and they have a you know, 6-10 middle that shoves it down our throat, we lose those seven points. And then the second attacker hit, chips every ball to the setter and they're out of system and yep. we win six out of seven of those points. That's a huge difference, even though they're both hitting 300. So we have to be careful and make sure that we, uh, and you know, I mean, we look at hitters, are they with the same setter? Um, so, right. you know, there's all kinds of other variables we have to look at. We can't yes. just say, oh, this is the stat. Okay. Uh, next, uh, we have, uh, the what of stats, what makes the biggest difference at your level of play? I like this one. And so once again, we have people that, you know, I coached, you know, I had my, my, my old club, Boo Boo Ball, you know, low level, you know, middle school kids who were just starting. We kept one stat, Davis. Let me guess. Blocking. No, I'm just kidding. Serving. <laughs> right. Serves. In, in a row. A row. Yes. Serves gotcha. in, in a row. Yes. Okay. And they could, it could continue through not only, uh, not only through that set, but through the whole day of a tournament. Oh, wow. Cool. So let's say you were a server and you hit two serves in, the other team got a side out, but you didn't miss your serve. So you're still at two. Uh, and the next I time like you this. come in, oh, three four, five, and so you see, hey, who are those kids that start getting up into double figures, 
and getting into the twenties. And so super simple. Yes. And uh, we could, and we'll talk about, you know, keeping stats, but, uh, I like that, you know, uh, my hierarchy would be starting with serving. It's the easiest thing to stat, right? And lower levels. So serving percentage in, uh, serving ace to error. Okay. Uh, I think at the lower levels, you go, hey, uh, you know, you're going to get more aces at the lower levels. So you might start, hey, we want two to one or whatever, or three to one or whatever. Uh, uh, serving knockout percentage. And this is one that my high school team, I use with that. And that when you serve, how many times are they in a, if you're on a, a three point scale for passing, uh, how many times can you get them on ones and zeros okay. uh, rather than twos and threes? I like that one. Uh, so we call that knockout percentage. And then I have a serving efficiency. I think I talked about this once before. Mm -hmm. And my serving efficiency stat is an ace oh, is yes. five. Uh, an in-serve that puts them in some trouble, that the knockout is a three. Okay. A serve is not a knockout that they pass a target, or a two is a, is a two for us, okay. and then an error is a zero. Okay. So our, we think there's a bigger gap between aces and between errors, so we don't want the, we want those to be separate rather than just making them one apart. So we go five, three, two, zero. I think that makes a lot of sense. So Very cool. uh, that's our serving efficiency. Okay, yep, that's cool. We weighted. Uh, passing. Uh, the next one after serving is passing, and the first one at low-level teams is error percentage. Right. How many times you're getting iced? Right. And that's a huge one. Uh, after that, perfect pass percentage. And once again, perfect pass percentage. If it doesn't really matter if you're playing low-level volleyball and if you pass a one or a three, but if you have a great middle. And every time you pass perfect, you set that middle, and that middle's terminal hitting 800 or something. Then perfect pass becomes way more important. Absolutely. And so, really, what level are you coaching, and what what is important? Right. Uh, and then passing efficiency, and and some people use different uh, scales. I'm kind of an old school still. So I'm still three, two, one, zero. Yeah. Uh, and and once again, for us. Uh, I don't see a lot of times a lot of difference between a three and a two. And, you know, the one that kills me is the zeros. Right. And so we're trying to, we're into ace prevention. I think I go off on that tangent a lot. Now, uh, do you go zero for overpass or one for overpass? Good question. If it's an overpass that is terminated, <laughs> zero. It ends up as a zero. Okay. If it's an overpass that keeps the ball in place, it's a one. Okay. That's a good way of looking at it. So if you're going to overpass, overpass it deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we got a chance. Right. You're saying we got a chance. We still right. got a chance. Yes, I like it. Okay, so, cool. Okay. So there's a little bit of, even though you're missing by more when you overpass, so some of it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Right, but it's to But if you're saving an ace, once yes. again, if you're saving yes. an ace, I'm, I'm big into that. You shoot the ball deep. And, hey, we're still Great. in play, especially yes. at low levels. Right, important. okay, gotcha. Uh, attacking. Uh, the first one, again, at lower levels is error percentage. What percentage of the time are you making errors? And then kill percentage and how do those match up? Uh, we talked about attack efficiency. Uh, and then the next one, digs and blocks. And I know, you know, uh, you know, Russ Rose always had his magic notebook and he was he was studying every contact. And I just think that right now I'm looking at my high school team and I'm saying, hey, we're undervaluing 
you know, some ball control stuff with digging, mm. with free balls, and can we develop, if we have somebody to take that stat, can we develop some kind of stat that is this blocking combined with ball handling? So if the ball touches your hands, what happens? Does it go up? Is it a good deflection? And can you, and, and so once again, if they can block it and go get it, that it becomes two good touches. Right. Right. And, once, and so try to get, you know, that feedback mechanism more in line. So uh, uh, that's cool. And I, I'm, I'm working on that stuff. Okay. Uh, those were all individual. We also have team stuff, side out percentage, and we have that per rotation. Once again, I'm fortunate enough at my high school to have huddle. So we get all those stats and okay. those are important. And it, it helps us with practice. Hey, we're super, I mean, hey, in row three, we're, you know, 20 points, you know, uh, lower than all the other rotations. We got to work on row three, whatever it is. Uh, point scoring uh, uh, percentage, same thing. Uh, attacking efficiency differential. Ooh, okay. So this is the big team thing that I okay. like. So if we hit, you know, 250 and the other team hits oh, yes. 190 yes. and we won that by 60. So what is that team thing? And do we need to work on offense or defense or how does that work? And for people that want to check it out, they could go back to our prior episode where you talked about lowering the team's hitting efficiency and increasing your team's hitting efficiency. Yep. Right. And that, and ideally you have super high and you know, they're super low with well, the yeah, differential. If we're, if we're hitting, you know, 300 and they're hitting, you know, zero. Uh, zero and I think we're going to win that match. That is, right. Yep. The bigger, the better. I, love, yep. I like that one. That's and awesome. then the last one is the Trinzi triangle. Oh yes. And Joe Trinzi. We've yes. talked about him a little bit. Uh, I'll quickly, uh, he has a triangle of how points are scored, terminal serves, which is aces and service errors. So when a ball is touched by a server, that ends the rally. Uh, what is your plus minus compared to your team? So if my team's playing you and I have, you know, 10 aces and five errors, I'm at a plus five. You have 10 aces and two errors, okay. you're at a plus eight. So the difference is you're at a plus three in that. So you okay. win that little game okay. on a plus three. That's the cool. second one is first ball side out. Okay. So first ball side out. And then if I hit the ball out, that, so it's just that, that takes first, that takes away from that. Okay. Or if you stuff block it. Okay. okay. So I had 10 first ball side outs. Okay. I hit two balls out on the first ball and you stuff blocked one. Okay, so I'm at a plus seven, and then what were you? And we do the same thing with you, and then we have a plus minus in FBSO. Okay. And then the last one is everything else, which is trans. That's cool. And then and you would where are you the strongest, and where are you the weakest? Where are you getting beat, and what makes sense at your level? I like it. Very okay. cool. Uh, the last how. How okay. are we going to keep these stats? And uh, these are a lot of stats here. So, well, there are. Sense. Well, I, I think. I mean, I mentioned a lot of them. It doesn't mean we're keeping all of those, right. depending on what you're keeping. Right. Uh, but I, I think we can. Uh, you know, number one, the type. Are you doing pencil and paper? Just right. making marks. You know, there are a bunch of software programs that people use. Uh, and then for me, uh, one of my rituals is after every one of my high school matches, I go home. Go to the refrigerator, get a beer, put down, get my stats, put them in my Excel program. 
Okay. And I have an Excel program that has my match stats for that. The next practice, I put them up on the whiteboard. Everybody comes and looks at them. Um, I highlight the ones that are over our goals. Okay. And so I'll I'll just mention those. Okay. Um, I might mention that hey, you know, we hit a great thing. You know, we're making. You know, hey, we're tooling the block because we got a bunch of kills. Whatever we're working on. Okay. Uh, but that's kind of my, uh, uh, you know, I have I have everything in Excel program, so I have those okay. over the years, so I can kind of see trends and stuff. That is cool. Uh, and then who's taking the stats? Are you have assistant coaches taking stats? It's wonderful if you have that. Uh, if, maybe if you don't, uh, but you video, you can video after, and you can do stats there. Once again, that's uh, time intensive. Uh, you can do some as a head coach, and. Uh, you know, I, I think that for me, I get too distracted. I'm really bad, but other coaches do it and they're yeah, disciplined they're enough. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, players, I see a lot of coaches have players with clipboard saying, I don't like how my players do it. I want them to be kind of emotionally involved in cheering yes. and getting into that. And I think when they're counting like, oh, she got a kill, it just it's. I don't want players doing it. I would rather not do stats and have players do them for me yeah, personally. I feel so. uh, and then finally parents. And I had parents do boo-boo ball. Um, hey, is the serve in or out, Mark? They, so they could do that. So something super objective right. that okay. parents do. Uh, once again, that can be a can of worms sometimes. Uh, but sometimes you can keep parents occupied if you give them things to do so they're not doing other stupid stuff. So, um, that is the scenario. How about, what about stats with you? So you're well, getting ready for your season. What do you do? Well, so we, are, we, we use huddle. Okay. So, it's, so we, we use a bunch of these things you're talking about and, but really quickly, before I get into that, you mentioned DJ, I think he's such a like advantage for your program because yeah. he works so closely with you to get the stats that your team needs yep. then. Right. And I think that is cool. Like what, what does my team need for stats? Yeah. That, and you mentioned that, but I just wanted to kind of anchor that because we said a lot, but again, you said this, you don't need blocking stats for your boo-boo ball right. because if they get a block, it's amazing. You know what right. I mean? We'll put a star on the whole paper or something yep. like that, but it's like, find what your team needs and then focus in on those and, and relentlessly try to improve them. Right. I'll give, I'll give two things on here. Um, for the littlest ones, I've just done plus minus on every touch. So a pass is a plus or a minus and it's judgment, right? So, yep. but I'll do it. And as a set of plus or a minus is a hit a plus or a minus. So super simple. Yeah. Who's got plus? But it's a lot of stats, but it's a lot of stats, but it's just, it's pretty mindless yep. once you, once you do it. Yep. And then the other thing I would say is, um, when create your own stats. You know what I mean? You, you mentioned this on a prior, like what's your coverage percentage? Yeah. That's not a, this is not a stat you keep in that anyone else is keeping besides us, but, right. but it matters to us, Yep. you know, so like make up be your creative, own stats. Yeah. yeah. Be creative. So I think you can take these ideas of stats and then tailor them to what, what you need. And if it works for your team, that's awesome. In club, no one's stats are going anywhere. You know, high school, you kind of have these standardization of some stats, yep. right? And you share and you kind of get some awards from it. But club, it doesn't really work like that. So it's like everything, it's just all about what works for your team. So, yeah. so that's what we got. So really cool scenarios. I'll give you one more stat. Yes. That's what we call a flip switch. 
Okay. So a flip switch would be something where you think the other team's going to win the point, but you win it. Oh, I like so that. So stuff block cover. Yes. Kill that everybody thinks down and you get it. <laughs> yes. So how, who got flip switches? And I like Can that. you keep that as you run something down that people thought were out, was out of play? That's cool. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. So, and I, I, it's a similar idea, but I call those specials. So okay. like, so like, what's a, what's a special? We had three specials. There was just insane plays like, you know, foot dig or whatever. Right. Like the flipper on the net that on comes net down and on you a serve and the setter gets it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Those are I difference making plays. And, yep. and uh, yeah, anyway, super cool. So, um, to go back to our skill, we will have some, um, information regarding the, the skill we talked about, there's some great blog stuff on reward and punishment on the AOC yep. stuff. So I will put that in the show notes, some great articles on how you can gamify practice a little bit and cool. how you can make practice super joyful for your players. Good stuff. So awesome. now what's the resource? The resource, I'm pulling out an old school book, Davis. Okay. Old with, school book. Book, book with, with pages, they have pages in them? Yeah, this is the, this is the book. Look okay. at the book right here. Nice. Terry Pettit. Oh, yes. Talent and the Secret Life of Teams. Have you seen this? I have not seen it. I'm going to give this to you to take what? home and read. Yes. Before your go. season. You're going to like it. All so right. The, uh, once again, it's a, a little anthology of a bunch of essays from okay. Terry Pettit. And for those of you who don't know, Terry Pettit coached uh, Nebraska to a national championship, kind of one of the first uh, Midwest national champions. And uh, it was the year that Christy Johnson okay. was his setter. I remember that. And yes. uh, so he's got great Christy stories. Okay. It's kind of fun. And for those of you who don't know, Christy is the coach at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. um, but he talks about, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this one thing. He talks about one of his players who was his worst player. Uh, and he was so worried about her because technically she was so bad. And finally, he got to the point where... Uh, he taught he was talking to uh uh someone just kind of telling them about this one player who was his weakest player saying i, I don't think we can win the national championship with her she's coming in every day uh and for extra help and uh then finally he decided uh that he was going to stop giving her all this extra work. Oh, okay. And basically he met with her. Uh, he said, I'm going to read this to you right here. See if we can find it. Uh, uh, here, here we go. Uh, later that day, I went to the Coliseum and waited for Kate to walk up and begin our daily serving fix. When she arrived, I ended with the phrase, Kate, you're good enough as you are. Forget all the technical stuff. You'll be on the court when we win the national championship. I may have fudged a bit by imagining that my fingers were crossed behind my back, <laughs> but I believe that the message David suggested was our best chance for success. Oh, she ended up with 25 kills in the national championship game when they won the national championship. <laughs> awesome. And it ends, it ends, I'll, I hate to, to read the, to spoil it. It ends with her saying, uh, here was her quote when they interviewed her at the end. When I stepped on the Coliseum court for the first time, I sensed that something special was happening to me and that I would never be the same again. Oh, oh Davis, you'll love this. My heart. Oh, my heart. My there you go. heart. I love it. All what right. a great resource. So 
we had a bunch of really cool stuff today. So we started off with my skill, which was you had the skill. <laughs> skill. How can I can't remember my skill. Oh, my skill was making practice. Practice joy. Great the joy and practice. That players. was a skill. Yeah, yes, that was a joy. Yes. And then my scenario, of course, of course, was stats. Getting <laughs> yes. into the stats. Yes. And then we got into there'll be some uh, some, some excellent resources. Some, so some thank resources. You for coaching those. And then talent and the secret secret life of teams. And Terry Pettit's uh, website will be on the show notes. Show notes. Good Once stuff, again, Davis. Great episode. Thanks a lot. Tom. We're off to Omaha. I'll we'll see you there. I'll see you there. All right. Bye-bye. I got to get rolling. I'm late.